From the Daily Northwestern, this is The Weekly. This week, we'll recap some stories we covered this summer. But first, let's go to Deering Meadow. This past week, 2,000 new students marched through the arch and flooded into that field. There, I talked to Bonnie and Courtney Biggs, who were saying goodbye to their daughter, Lois. And I asked them, what is going through your mind at this moment? I have told Lois since she was born that life in every single day is an adventure. And I'm excited because she is on one of her biggest adventures ever. And we know it's going to have lots of um, wonderful surprises around each corner. Lois's dad, Courtney, added, She's a ball of energy that uh, will, she'll be able to uh, fill uh, not only this, uh, this endeavor, but the future as far as uh, I can see. The bigs weren't crying when I talked to them, but on Deering that day, there were more than a few parents wiping their eyes. Lots of dads with sunglasses, too. Luckily, the university was prepared for tears. Jessica Toro Pacheco works in the Student Affairs Marketing Office. Um, so can you, can you quickly explain to me what exactly your job is? I am passing out tissues for all the tears at the Kiss and Bye. <laughs> so make sure that they're all dry, all those parents. <laughs> and how's it been going so far? So far, so good. People are passing me up like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then I come by a second time and they're like, I might need that. <laughs> I've had like probably about 40 in my hand at a time and I've gone back to the box like six times. So. <laughs> Cheering the freshmen on were peer advisors. PAs formed a sort of tunnel for the new students to run through. They clapped and cheered along with the marching band, too. Once the entire class of 2020 had filled in, Daring Meadow looked like a sea of purple t-shirts. It feels nice that people are willing to go to such lengths and be so silly to, to make us smile, you know? That's freshman Mason Frazier. Are your parents here today? No, my parents had to go home yesterday. What was the goodbye like? Um, I don't know. It, it, it's a weird feeling to capture in, in just a few words that all, all that time that we spent together and even time emotionally preparing for this moment, you know, my mom still cried and we still had a really, really long hug. And no matter what you do, you can't prepare for something like this. So it really still hit me. Here now to catch us up on some of the big stories you might have missed this summer is The Daily's editor-in-chief, Julia Jacobs. Welcome, Julia. Hi there. So first, uh, we had a big decision in August from the National Labor Relations Board that might have some ramifications for Northwestern grad students. Can you tell us a little bit about that decision? Right. So the NLRB, which these um, board members are nominated by the president, they decided that graduate student assistants, so teaching assistants, research assistants, should be considered employees in private universities. And what that means is that there are no barriers for graduate students to create unions or to collectively bargain with the administration. Now, at this point, a lot of states uh, one being Illinois, allow graduate students to do that at public universities. But this decision, which reversed a decision from 2004, made that the consensus for graduate student assistance at private universities like Northwestern. 
And what does the university think about all of this? Well, right after the decision came out, the university released a press release from Al Cubbage, the spokesman, opposing it. And they kind of said the words were that unionization and collective bargaining are not the quote unquote appropriate methods for addressing graduate student concerns. And kind of the classic argument against it is that if you make graduate student assistants employees and have them bargain with their superiors, then it'll change the relationship between these graduate students and their mentors. That's the administration's stance on it. But some graduate students I've spoken with say that they think it'll improve those relationships, kind of in the sense that there'll be the separate official avenue for negotiation instead of doing that negotiation with their mentors. In other news, in Evanston, uh, city council finally made a decision about the Harley Clark mansion, which I don't think a lot of students don't know what I don't know what Harley Clark is, really. So what is the Harley Clark mansion and what was this decision that was made? Yeah, so the Harley Clark mansion, like geographically and just as a news topic, is outside the bounds of what Northwestern students think about. But it's a name that everyone in Evanston knows because it's such a hot topic. So it's this mammoth mansion covered in ivy. It has its own coach house and everything. And there's been a debate in the community for four years about who should own it, the city, or should the city sell it to a private entity, making it more of a commercial space. And so those are kind of the two sides. But they finally made a decision, the city council did, that the city is going to keep it in their hands and use $250,000 of city funds to renovate it. Now, some people thought, you know, we shouldn't be spending our money that way, especially when Illinois finances aren't in the best place. So this decision was put on hold for almost an entire year because we didn't have a state budget. And the city didn't know if any of its funds were going to be slashed. And, you know, if the funds were slashed from the state, then they might not have made the decision to use those dollars for renovations of a mansion. We also learned of two big retirements this summer. Yeah, so one was announced right after the school year ended. Provost Dan Linzer will be stepping down at the end of the 2016-2017 academic year. Linzer has been provost since 2007. He was dean of Weinberg, and he's been at Northwestern since the mid-'80s. He taught biochemistry and biology classes. So this is a pretty big switch up for the university. And then we also had a retirement, a big retirement, in Evanston. Mayor Elizabeth Tisdale, the urban legend, as she calls herself, actually. So just over a month after Linzer announced that he'd be stepping down or the university announced that Linzer would be stepping down, Mayor Elizabeth Tisdale tweeted that she will not be seeking re-election in the spring. And the whole means for how she announced that in a tweet was particularly funny because she just created her own Twitter account in March 2015. And she did so because she found out that city officials from other cities were tweeting at her fake Twitter accounts. To Evanstonians, she's the mayor. Her legacy is kind of couched in policy stuff like environmental issues, affordable housing, working towards violence reduction. But for Northwestern students, that reputation is pretty much limited to one thing and one thing only, and that is shutting down the keg. Um, For freshmen who are new, who might not have never heard the word the keg before, except in the context of you know, college parties. The keg was a bar with sort of a reputation for letting not 21-year-olds in. And so when Tisdale shut it down, people were furious. And she's still kind of known for that in the student community. And has anyone come forward to succeed her? So actually, um, just on Friday morning, Alderman Brian Miller, he has 
only been alderman for about a year, but he just announced his candidacy for mayor. The election will be held in the spring. While Brian Miller has only been on city council for a short time, he has been in Evanston since he was born. He was raised here. He graduated from Evanston Township High School. He actually went to Northwestern Law School, graduated from there. And he's really deep in Evanston politics. He is the president of the Democratic Party of Evanston. He's chief of staff to the Cook County Commissioner. So he just announced his candidacy. And I think what that means is that we're sure to see more announcements like that in the coming weeks. Another story that broke earlier this month was political science professor Jacqueline Stevens said in a blog post that she had been banned from campus and she's not allowed to contact students. Um, And Julia, I understand that in recent, in the past two weeks, we've heard from another professor kind of uh, a little bit more about this story. Can you kind of tell us what exactly is going on? Yeah. So there are kind of two dueling narratives right now. And one comes from political science professor Jackie Stevens herself, who says she was banned from campus, is not allowed contact with students, and says those prohibitions will be in place while she's awaiting psychiatric evaluation. And she kind of credits that partly due to her political activism. She was a key figure in opposition to former Ambassador Carl Eikenberry's appointment to lead the Buffett Institute. You know, she organized a petition signed by faculty. She spoke out at Faculty Senate. She assisted students in organizing an ASG motion opposing Eikenberry. So that was the narrative that was present on the internet. And honestly, it made national news until I was contacted by another political science professor, Alvin Tillery, whose kind of intention behind contacting me was like this other narrative that this is not about her political activism. This is about Jackie Stevens' behavior in the Department of Political Science. And so he says that he's one of the colleagues who spoke with administration about her behavior. He moved office buildings from Scott Hall to the Department of African-American Studies because following this altercation in her office, he felt threatened by her. Um, Basically, it all started um, an altercation in his office in which he invited her in. He's He's associate chair of the department. He invited her in to talk about course scheduling. And he says that she started acting as though he was screaming at her and acting as though he slammed the door, although he said he did not do that. She says he did. And, you know, he feared that she was constructing what he called an angry black man narrative about him. So this story got a lot deeper, a lot more complicated once Professor Alvin Tillery came to me. And he and other sources say that kind of the investigation that occurred after this altercation in the office and this investigation occurred because Professor Jackie Stevens requested indemnification from the university, meaning that she asked for financial assistance with this potential legal battle that was about to occur. Because of this investigation, sources say that the university decided that she was a threat to campus safety and that these actions were taken place. And, you know, that was confirmed. I did see an email from Dean Adrian Randolph saying that she is on leave, that Jackie Stevens is on leave. This was an email to members of the Department of Political Science. So after that whole blog post started this national internet conversation about Jackie Stevens and why she was banned from campus, there was confirmation that, yes, she is, she's on leave. And I'm sure we'll be hearing a lot more about that story as the quarter goes on. Very likely, considering how complex it is at this point. 
And Julia, before I let you go, uh, one last story. Uh, we were walking here and we've walked past the new Kresge building, which is finally done. And the university isn't done building. There's an exciting new announcement about the new Norris. What can you tell us about the new Norris? The new Norris. Well, I don't know if it's even going to be called that. They're, the term they're using is, you know, university commons at this point. But, you know, they're supposed to build this new structure. It's supposed to be about 20% larger than the current structure. It's supposed to cost an estimate of about $150 million to build. And, you know, this is this is something that concerns students, obviously, because it's kind of the hub for student social interaction, for interaction between student groups. And so... In terms of relocation, people are worried, you know, where's our organization going to live? And I think a lot of those organizations are probably going to be moved to the Donald P. Jacobs Center, um, where the Kellogg students live right now, as they transition to that new gorgeous building by the lake. Well, great. Hopefully we'll have a newsroom somewhere in the foreseeable future. Julia, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. That's our show. The Weekly is a production of the Daily Northwestern, Northwestern and Evanston's only daily news source since 1881. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Snapchat at The Daily NU. Want to join The Daily? We have a place for you. Head to dailynorthwestern.com and click the Join Us button. Our audio editor is Corey Mueller. I'm Shane McKeon. Thank you for listening.